Good morning. We're, we're dealing with uh, how to hear from God. And the more you study this material, the greater your perception, your ability to make life decisions in day-to-day basic decisions. Because God is interested in who you are. When you saved, the Holy Spirit came in and began to convict and began to give you uh, righteousness and began to give you authority and strength. And the problem is that as we study scriptures, you are then receiving the ability to hear, to be more specific. When there is unrest, uneasiness in relationships, somebody's not hearing God. When there's unrest and nervousness and torment and anxiety, somebody's not hearing God. And so this study that we're doing has to do with hearing God. Now, the the verse that we are concentrated on is Luke chapter 5, verse 1. And it came to pass, as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret. He saw and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were going out of them and, and were washing their nets. Of course, Peter, Andrew, James, and John were already part of the inner group had been already to Cana of Galilee, the first miracle, and witnessed the miracle of the unclean devil in the synagogue in Capernaum. So, so they're not strangers. They have been called already in Mark chapter 1, verse 16. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, Peter, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me. And I'll make you fishers of men. We know that scripture. Well, so uh, up to now, uh, he looked for a boat that belonged to the family of Zebedee. Now, what bothered me and what uh, the trust of us, of our study, is about to come. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. Meaning, he's not going to use a ship that's not really a part of, of the Zebedee family. You know, you have to ask permission. And prayed him that he would trust out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the people out of the ship. That speaks to the number of people that were there. Maybe 500, maybe 1,000. But they were, they were pressing upon him. There's too many people. You know, if I met somebody like Jesus who could tell me that my infirmity is healed and I have asthma, I'll run to him. And, <laughs> man, I, I want that bad. And so many people were ill because there were no hospitals, there were no penicillin, there were no medicine, there's no doctors except Dr. Jesus. And as, as they pressed upon him, now he had left, when, now when he had left speaking, he had finished teaching and preaching, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. Because they have caught on, they, 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 they worked on. So the question is, how did Jesus know that they were fishing the deep on the right side of the boat as opposite to the left? Huh? Huh? What makes him so special, so out of abnormal, that he would know where the fish is? It has to be something that God is doing And, of course, the Scripture proves that God was dealing with the disciples and their faith and and their ability to believe the impossible. But also, 
It's based upon a revelation. He didn't get a telegram. He didn't get a, a text. He didn't get an email on google.galilee.org. Uh, it had to be God. Now, is that type of thing able to be a part of the way you live? Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, daily. Daily we're involved in that type. And by the way, we're just a small ministry. But after 50 years of survival, uh, we are pleased and blessed that uh, God is leading us. And I'm hearing from the Lord. So why is it that uh, you can't hear? What's the problem? The problem is simply that as you study the ability to hear from God, and you uh, study the way He communicates, then it becomes easier. Now, you don't have to go to a Pentecostal Bible school to learn that. You don't have to go to Asbury Theological Seminary to do that. You don't have to go to Emory uh, 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 Candlest School of Theology, where I went. You have to study scriptures. You have to sort of come to know certain areas. Because yes, the more you know it, the easier is able, you're able to understand hearing, communication with God. Where I'm going to live. When I get to Tennessee, do I stay with my father or do I get my own apartment? How long do I stay in the apartment if I make some good money uh, with my dad? Then... Uh, what church I go to? Uh, how I'm going to fix my car? Uh, 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 I, what I'm going to eat so I don't uh, go back to 180 pounds? 90? 200? 210? <laughs> so how do, how do I <laughs> how do I change the way life is? I don't. I, I can't see Taylor going back to. To that, I mean, there's got to be a change. So the way to, to do the change is to hear God. Okay? Is to hear God. So, so to, and so I, be, I began this study in terms of prophetic revelation telling you a lot of things. The first thing I told you is that uh, in the Old Testament, you have the Nabi or Nabi. If you study Hebrew pronunciation, I, I have no, no degree and I never studied Hebrew, but, but I have Google. That's right. Yeah. And it's Nabi. N-A-B-I-Y. And a little, a little, a lot of prophets right there. So that's the prophet. Nabi. Prophet. Now the seer is also very present in Old Testament, in New Testament. The seer is divided into the Ra and the Chosen. So both operate in the prophetic realm in different capacities. The Ra means to see. The chosen is like a gazer. He just looks and see. He don't know what it is, but he is just, he's just, a, oh, look at the, look, a, look at what a powerful thing. And, 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 uh, and of course, Elisha, Elisha just, uh, oh my gosh, look at that whirlwind. Uh, Jeremiah, the same thing. Who else saw a big vision? Ezekiel, chapter 11. And so, as we begin to study this yesterday, we came to a lot of information. And so, I want to sort of uh, now uh, go back to this. 
One scripture that explains the work of the seer in the prophet is in 2 Kings 6.15. And uh, somebody could read that. That's a scripture from yesterday. 2 Kings 6.16 to 7.15 to 17. And King Aram, it's very basic. King Aram sent an army uh, to Dothan to get Elisha. He simply wanted the prophet dead. And uh, <clears throat> Elisha is with his servant in his little hut there in Dothan. And uh, the servant went outside and saw the army of Aaron surrounding their house, their hut. Oh, my goodness, we're in trouble. We're, we're in big trouble. Elisha, take a look in big trouble. So Elisha, what is really, Betty? Uh, verse 16, so he, Elisha, answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. So the ability to see the supernatural in the eye of this servant was given by the prophet so he could able to see. Now that indicates that if the prophet can pray for somebody and somebody is able to see the supernatural, then, then the, that, that, that's something I want. Oh, but Rick Bonfim is just a beautiful, good-looking, 75-year-old young man. Uh, he's just not that important. He, he's, he, he just wrote his first book. He's not somebody that everybody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, we're a very small ministry. Oh, but if that servant saw it, I can see. I want to see too. It doesn't matter what you think of me. It's what I think about Elisha. He was a Nabi. I mean, a good Nabi or Nabi. And so, The first thing I want to tell you then about uh, this is the prophetic voice is identified by the anointing on the person. One more time. The prophetic voice is identified by the anointing. What do you mean by that? What is the anointing? Well, it's not a question because in America, you know, we, we have the squirrel going around our shirts. You know, people are mobile, you know. You, you go on TV and there's somebody going, moving this way. And, uh, you know, and then you go to the, uh, the, the, the First Methodist and there's no expression, no movement. I mean, Americans are so electric, diversified, that it's very difficult to sort of a, where is the anointing? Where is the anointing on somebody and how do you identify the anointing? Okay. Psalm 92.10. Go ahead. One, two, three. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. Say it again. One more time. Put, put, your, put your mouth on the mic. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. A wild ox, meaning when the anointing of God comes in, there's life in you. 
It doesn't matter which type of life, but it's God's life in you. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, <clears throat> I have a wife that is seriously ill. And so I decided yeah, last night to take her to, uh, <clears throat> to take her to the Bible study in Commerce, Georgia. On Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock at the Comfort Inn, we meet in Commerce, Georgia. And God is moving there. And uh, as the praise and worship started, that's me playing my guitar. Okay, don't think of it. It's just me and my little guitar. Uh, Mary Lucy got up and began dancing with the folks. I mean, I'm talking about dancing, going around and turning and this. Now, Mary Lucy doesn't walk too well. She stumbles. She can fall. But last night, her feet was under her. It started when she began to praise. After she praised, she began to go around dancing, and, 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 uh, and it, was, it was just unexpected. The people that were there knew that something was going on. The anointing came upon her. Now, the anointing can come upon a pulpit when you begin to leave your notes and move into the supernatural and begin to speak that which God reveals to you for someone sitting right there. So the anointing is physically able to be detected, spiritually able to be detected. Uh, did I say something? Uh, uh, Taylor just left, so I want to know what's going on. And so, and, so, and so in terms of the presence of the anointing, is that this is not a wild ox in a sanctuary, but it's a presence that overwhelms the speaker. It is the seal upon your life that God speaks through you. It is the seal in your life that God speaks through you. And that needs to be repeated. It is the seal upon your life that God speaks through you. Now, second, the prophetic anointing does not move by itself. It's not something that men caused and create and energizes. You can be the best preacher in the world and be dead as a doornail. It is God that gives the anointing. By the way, God does not anoint projects. He anoints people in the project. Now, let's take a look then before we move into this other area of Scripture today. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. And I want somebody just to read that, John, uh, from verse 8 uh, to 11, so they can be uh, able to hear it, okay? For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Okay, God, God delivers, God divides it. So what, is, what do you say, prophecy there, to one? To, one, to another, prophecy. Okay. 
The prophecy that you're speaking about in 1 Corinthians 12 has nothing to do with the prophet. It has to do with prophesying, edifying, building, and comfort. 1 Corinthians 14.3. 1 Corinthians 14.3. That's edifying, to build, to comfort. And so, what are the seer in this sense? And what is the prophet in this sense? The prophet judges and has to be judged. The prophet receives from God a word to the people, the congregation, the country, the ministry. Let me give an example. In the early 70s, Billy Graham organization began to go to Rio de Janeiro and preach at, Billy Graham began to preach at the uh, uh, stadium in Rio. It's called, oh, I made a, can't remember the name of the stadium, Maracanã. Now, the Maracanã sits 200,000, and it packed. My father was present in that meeting. And my father was sitting with the pastors. And Billy Graham came to where the pastors were and shook my daddy's hand. Now, what made him shake my father's hand? Because my father was a man that operated in the prophetic. And the spirit in Billy Graham recognizes that that man, that short man sitting there on the second row, was a man of God. All the others were men of God. So, so the prophetic anointing is something that God gives upon you. And what we're talking about in 1 Corinthians 12 has to do with this anointing move in prophecy. Now, today we're talking about the prophet. It has nothing to do with 1 Corinthians 12. The prophet. And the prophet is divided in two areas. The seer, the Ra, the chosen, and the Nabi. All right? I have to make that point in order to, in order to, to help you. So let's take a look then in ways in which God speaks. And tonight, this morning, we're going to go through now a good ten minutes of, of a, a new area in understanding revelation from God. Now, you already grew a little bit. You understood that, that the prophet is specific here from God to the nations, to the people, to a congregation, uh, to the world. And there are many prophets, people that speak and God uses them. And, and second, uh, there is a division in which there are the seer, which has visions. It's more visual. It divides into the, the Ra and the Chosan. The first area in which God relates to us is to dreams. It's another area. You heard visions, and we spoke about them in many ways. So visions, the word for vision in, in Greek, uh, when referring to dreams, or, and I'm talking about dreams of a normal night of sleep, not some supernatural, just, and you have a dream, okay? The Greek word is ornar, onar, O-N-A-R. So as you study scriptures about dreams, and you have a lexicon, you simply pick up the word dream there, go into, go into the lexicon, get the number of it, and go into, uh, what is that big book that we, Strong's Concordance, 
and, and it's right there. The word is onar, O-N-A-R, communicating with people. So let's take a look at Matthew 2.12. I don't know who has that. 2.12. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Now let's just look at this. These are magis. These are people who operate in the seer area. They were gazers. Stargazers. They looked to stars. To, they were people that lived in, in, in a supernatural area. And they were called to come to recognize Jesus as the Son of God. Seers. It wasn't a prophet. It was a seer. And what happened was, there was a man called Herod. He was the governor. He was looking for children, the firstborn to be slain. He went to Nazareth. The army went and killed 40 or 50 children, or less than that. I don't know. But when Joseph heard of that, he had to Egypt. And the Magi heard from God in a dream. In having been warned by God in a dream, Onar. So, I'm going to give you eight aspects of dreams. Because you are involved with people in ministry, you talk to people about dreams, people have all kinds of dreams. You know, I had one, and I usually have when I eat a lot of fish. That's not a dream. That is constipation or whatever. Amen? It's simply your, 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 your physical responding to a mind that is overloaded. When a dream comes, it has purpose, quality, identification, and clarity. And, uh, and the Bible is filled with this. The same with Pontius Pilate. Now look, this woman wasn't saved. She wasn't a part of the, of the kingdom of God. She was simply the wife of a, of a uh, man in charge of the order uh, in Jerusalem at the time of Jesus ordained and called by Rome. Matthew 27, 19. And uh, she sends a message to Pilate while he was sitting in the judgment seat and said what? And while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for last night I suffered greatly in a dream because of him. Yes. So God communicated to her that what Pilate's about to do was wrong. And I believe that God will have mercy on her for doing that. She washed, he washed his hands. She washed her heart. God tried to convict her to speak for the behalf of Jesus. Onar is a special type of dream. Okay? Matthew 2.12. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this, is, this is Joseph, the f- Mary's husband. And it says, uh, When Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. Yes. So a dream revealed to Joseph what to do. He actually revealed it in 13 to take them. 
Yes. An angel, actually, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. And then he yes. had another dream saying, You can go home. Okay. So let me move a little, a little further now because I have five minutes and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, let me move to another aspect. Uh, the scripture that I gave you might not be uh, used, but we give another one, okay? The next type of, of dream uh, uh, speaks as a surprise. It carries a Greek word, enuption, E-N-U-P-N-I-O-N. And there's many places where enuption is, 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 uh, is involved. The first one is Acts 2.17. So go ahead, John. I'll wait for you. Acts 2.17. It stresses a dream. It speaks by surprise. It's something that comes that it's not really uh, expected. Okay? It, 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 you're going to see the surprise of the, of the dream. Go ahead, John. Acts 2.17. And it came to, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, that's an option, meaning that Joel, out of nowhere, and nobody is expecting, prophesied that I will pour my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and young men shall see visions, and old men shall see dreams. This is a... Uh, 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 Related to the future. Now, that was not expected from Joel. Nobody quite could understand. But the word of the Lord came, and uh, it, was, it was a dream that he received from God. It was a nuptial. It was a, was a surprise. He was surprised after he said it and finished saying. Let me give you uh, a nuptial uh, uh, uh experience that I had, uh, I was in the capital of, the, of, of Brazil called Brasilia. That's why all the government is situated in Brazil, in Brasilia. And Brasilia is built like an airplane. The cockpit is all the, the, uh, the Senate and the congressmen and the Congress and all of that. And, the, and of course, the wings are the industrial part and the, and the, and the, uh, uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the people where people live? Residential, Residential areas. Uh, the body of the plane has to do with all the banks all together. Uh, the, 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 the grocery stores is all together. And then you have satellite cities around the plane. So it's a very, very interesting city. There's no traffic lights in there, uh, very few. It's all turning. You know, you come into an accession, you turn, and, and it moves all the time. Yeah. And so... Uh, I was at the, at the Senate area, which is uh, sealed only for people with entrance. And Vilarindo Lima, pastor of the largest Baptist church in Brasilia, 20,000 members, uh, was, uh, uh, I was preaching for him. And uh, after he picked me up in the airport, we headed to this, this area where we could walk in the middle of beautiful trees and, and uh, gardens and fountains. And I'm walking with him. Suddenly, I look to my right, and there was a guy that must have been six eight, six nine, because the legs were so long. 
And he had a brown outfit that went all the way down to the floor, to the ground. And he passed by me just as fast as he could. And I slowed down, and he began walking with Vilarindo. And as Vilarindo uh, uh, looked at him, the man asked him, I heard it, tell me about your glorification. I have no idea what glorification is. And I understand not what it is. What is that God has done in your life? What is that God is doing now in your life? And why are you feeling the way you're feeling? And the man touched uh, Vilarindo. And as I looked back, Vilarindo is way down there on the floor and trembling. Trembling, trembling, just horrible trembling. This was an 85-year-old man, trembling, trembling. And, of course, uh, I went to Vialindo in a hurry and touched him. And I ended up on the other side of the road. <laughs> and uh, I could barely get up and move my legs. That was a nuption. It was a vision that I had of an angel of the Lord coming. And, of course, uh, if you remember or if you've been told about Villarindo Lima's ministry, in the, in the, 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 the 2.30 service in the afternoon was packed to thousands of people that came from all over the world, and healing was the order of the day. A lot of people healed, delivered, set free. It was a wonderful healing. The choir sung for about an hour, a hundred-voice choir, and he walked around the congregation touching people. That's how he did the service. Now, that's an option. It, it was a surprise. I didn't know this man. I'd never seen him before. It was an angel of the Lord telling him to be strong. I'll finish you up before you, you start it. Anupshin. Amen. The man from Africa. Well, I tell you, I just, uh, I just uh, need to stop because it's 8.30. And I, I covered the Onar, right? And I covered Anupshin. And I have eight more to share with you as we go this week and perhaps next week. We, we, tune up tomorrow. I'll be here.